Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ampliverse Book Club. We are back with a new selection. This month, we read the novel Invisible Child. Pardon my nails. Invisible Child, Poverty, Survival, and Hope in an American City by Andrea Elliott. So today, I'll introduce our book club hosts using quotes from today's book. A triumph, RJ, that's me, hello. (laughs) Next up, we have a future American classic, Allie. Hello, Allie. Hi. (laughs) And finally, she will haunt your heart. It's Catherine. Hi, Catherine. (laughs) I saved the most dramatic for you. (laughs) Always, always. And I appreciate it. I do. do. Of course. All right. We are going to be discussing this book, Invisible Child. It is 510 pages of absolute uh, intense uh, sorrow, storytelling, sorrow, (laughs) storytelling from the perspective of reported uh, to the story of Dasani and her family living uh, in New York City. So we're going to start up by just kind of like talking what we thought about generally about this book. And Ali, since you had brought the book to us, uh, why don't we start with you? What did you think of the book, finally being able to read it? Okay, well, I already apologized to you guys, but listeners, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, this was this was really heavy. Um, so I mentioned in the last episode, I came upon this. Um, there, The follow-up article, a follow-up article was published last October, and I read about Ooh. it in the New York Times Daily Briefing. Um, and um, so I started, I came upon it as, as the series um, in the New York Times. Um, and it, I really like long-form um, articles uh, like, like that were published. And so I, I really, I found myself getting really... Um, uh, just finding myself really, um, I, I can't think of the right word, but really kind of losing myself in the world and, and finding yeah. myself really wrapped up in the story and compelled by it. Um, so I, this book, like I said, it's, it's really heavy, but I think it's, it's really important. I think uh, I get kind of moony eyed about journalism sometimes, Um, and I think to me, like when I get moony eyed about like, we need good journalism to me, this is like a prime example of why we need reporters out there, um, basically embedding themselves. And I think this is to my knowledge, a more unique instance because she was, you know, with the family for like 10 years. Um, and I think it's, it's so important that the author Andrea Elliott was able to do that and to be able to share the story in such a detailed and, and compelling way. So yeah. Was that so you your liked question? It? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I liked it in the way that a person can in, enjoy a sad story. I, Something, I mean, yeah. As yeah I, I'm, I'm very glad that I read it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Catherine, how about you? What did you think of this book? Well, I thought it was a great book. We'll start there. The writing was fantastic. I totally understand what you mean by you were just like pulled in mm-hmm. um, because I and I and I felt that just like you were saying that long form article type of um, type of writing. But I also was really I, I, it was very captivating, but I had to take so many breaks because it was so emotional. It was like it was a lot. The reality of homelessness and it really 
it really did that, you know, it really put, and, you know, I I remember reading in the book when they talked about the articles coming out, how that's what people said, like Dasani put a face on homelessness and, and that really is what it does, but it doesn't just put a face on it. It puts a family on it. It puts um, generational poverty in a specific context. And that's just, it's just devastating. And I also never have found myself more enraged with politicians, um, just in a general (laughs) sense, because I'm like, this is real life. Like this is happening to human beings, to children. And I wanted to be like, I I wish that every politician and anyone that's ever going to stand outside of Planned Parenthood had to read this book before they, and tell people not to get abortions. Uh, They need to read this book before they have anything. I'm like, you need to help these people. Let's start Mm -hmm. here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it was, I, it was very, um, very emotional for me, but it was, it was an amazing, an amazing book. It's just a a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. I share everyone's sentiments of like, it was just so well-crafted, well thought of, like obviously knowing the, the time and effort, the author Andrea Elliott was a part of the family just as, and she explains it in the book too, of like, I was there to observe. I was there to report, like really just showing the, the reality of the situation from their perspective as the family in between everything. And I thought like it was, it felt like such a feat of like writing. I felt like some of the books that we've read before, Ali, I felt the same way. Like there's just like something like tech technically impressive about what she did. And was just like, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, this is why they don't hand out Pulitzers to anybody. Like this is like actual, like, I did uh, the thought process and the brain power to be able to like, not only like, obviously like just have so much information to try and process and filter to create a story, but also just creating the narrative that, that will give the effect of what, what happened to Catherine of like, will make audiences really like fully understand not showing everything's at once or not just like, you know, sensationalizing everything really like, taking us through like bit by bit uh of like the realities of of the situation um i did want to ask then we've kind of already touched upon it but like what did we find challenging about our reading experience i mean yes we've said like uh yeah the 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 material is definitely heavy but were there anything else that kind of stood out to you was like really challenging to get through uh with this book Um, I'm, I think for me, it kind of uncovered a lot of internal biases that I had, um, and, and just things that, you know, living in a racist society, you just kind of internalize and don't realize it until the stone's uncovered. And I found, I found that there were times that really allowed for a lot of self-reflection where I was reading and I was like, you know, when Dasani was taking care of the kids and I was like, okay, Chanel doesn't have a job. Why would she not help out with this? You know, why wouldn't she go out and get a job? And I was like, why am I more upset with Chanel than I am with the actual system that makes it impossible for her to, you know, maintain regular employment? Like, why am I not more upset Mm -hmm. about the like systemic obstacles that are keeping her from living, you know, living life more fully? Um, And so that was something that I found I really had to keep kind of pulling my focus back to like, it's not about the people. It's about these terrible systems that they are forced to navigate their way through. 
Yeah, I felt the same way. I think the the first time I felt fully like switch switching that to like really like oh it's the system that they fully are not set up for success is the like when they had to go to their um like uh like family therapy so that way she can get a stipend out of that but then like it it's at a specific time that by the time they're able to get back to Auburn their shelter it was already lights out or like it was already past the time that they were able to come in so they couldn't even sleep that night you know and like it's just those things of like, I I found myself thinking the same way uh, for a lot of the adults, uh, especially Chanel and Supreme, um, who are like tasked as the parents of this family unit to to step up. But there were so many things, structurally, emotionally, like traumatic, like the trauma that like Supreme couldn't even like get to a lot of the things that he was supposed to do because of the trauma he suffered, like. It was just, yeah, it, it definitely made me also check into myself. I'm like, okay, before I pass judgment on how I frustrated I am about they can't get past like what they, what the, the barriers that they have. It's like, because when you're already beaten down, you know, like what power, what strength do you have left to kind of break down the things that you can't control? I'm honestly kind of surprised that I didn't have those moments, but I've had those moments with other things that I've read. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wonder if that's why. But for me, the 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 very first moment that I was like already like the system is trash. I mean, obviously we all know that, but when we when it was talking, I, I specifically wrote down chapter nine, June. And you know, the, the book goes into so many details, but June is like um an ancestor of theirs who was a soldier mm-hmm. and essentially was was unable to succeed, was not set up for success because he was a black man. And yeah. it's like to look at something like that and to have people say, Well, why the the kinds of things that that we sometimes originally think like, why can't they have a job? Like, and then to look how many generations, literally mm-hmm. generations, it goes back of, well, he tried, he was a soldier, he was fighting for his country, he was doing this, he was doing that, and then he couldn't get a home, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it's, and it's just, it, immediately, I was like, how, how could his children succeed? And how could his children's children succeed? Like when, mm-hmm nothing is changing. Like they, they are placed on this path and they are not given a, a route out. Like it yeah. is, it is so hard to dig your way out of that. So. Yeah. Owning a home. This scared me so much about owning a home that literally like halfway through the book, I had to like tell Adam, like we need to generate wealth because I feel like <laughs> we have done nothing <laughs> and there are, and it could just disappear, you know, like, and they make it very clear in the book. Like that is really the only, one of the main ways to really succeed in America for you and for the family that you want to carve out for in this country is to accrue like generational wealth by owning land. And it's like, there are so many things you have to get to in like uh, only a certain amount of privileges are able to like let someone even have that as a possibility. It really scared. I, it really scared me. I was like, Oh my God, we have to like focus on this <laughs> very soon. Otherwise I, yeah, it's, it's just terrifying. Yeah. I will say, um, 
and I don't know if this was something that you would wanted to talk about later, just in terms of the yeah. articles, but um, in the original series, there wasn't a whole, it was much more just like a narrative of Dasani's life. Mm, um, and so the entire familial history, um, yeah. the stories about June, the stories about Joni, um, and even the history that was involved in it was not in the original series. And so that mm. was something that I was, I was very um, glad that I decided to read the book because there was so, it was, there was so much rich content in there um, yeah. that I, I learned so much just about, I mean, redlining and like yeah the policies after world war ii and you know how yeah. so many americans are like look what we did after world war ii and it's like yeah for white people right um and 100%. and so a lot yeah a lot of that that was in there um wasn't in this in the article series and so i'm glad that you know she was allowed a format to expand on that and to to inform people about that yeah, similarly, um, I mean, this wouldn't have been in the article series anyway. It was past that point uh, in the book where she was, you know, talking about the article series in retrospective anyway. But mm -hmm. the whole neuroscience of poverty aspect was something that I had literally never heard of, never thought about. And when I was reading it, I was like, this makes perfect sense. Every, yeah. like, of course, your cortisol is going to be through the roof. Of course, that's going to affect your development when you're a young child yeah. going through constant stress. Of course, all of these things are going to set you up not only financially and geographically, not, you know, to fail, but also physically and mentally and obviously emotionally. So um, th that was definitely something that to me, it's interesting that she didn't include that stuff in the articles, which I'm sure, you know, you have a limited amount of, of yeah. space, but, but it's like, that's the, that's the journalism part of it to me, you know, all of mm -hmm. that depth. And so it's really, I agree that this is, um, it's great that she was able to take what she had done and, and, and deepen it. Yeah. And I mean, going more into the, the, just how that all came to be like with, with this being a, a longer or series in the New York times first before being able to get, you know, a full format with, with the book. I think like a lot of what we've already said of like the reporting of, of the deeper dives of like specific moments in history. Like I think like in another setting or in a different book, I think I would get annoyed with it. Cause it's like, I don't, why do we need to care about like who this building was named after? But then, the context that she provides of like, you know, all the buildings that are in Brooklyn are like slave owners, like, and, and they have to like buy, you know, the school names, like those are names that they have to like live off of. Um, the history with, with Hershey and like forming the school and, and even like the backstories of like the house parents that, that Dasani had um, and even some of the foster parents as well, like uh, in the later part of the book with the different children, like, Without knowing all of that context, you do just get like a one side of view. But with the context, it's like everyone really is just trying to do their best in all of these situations. Like it definitely hit me the most when it came to like the different foster situations at the end of the book of like even in the even as like the answer from like child services is like sending them to a, a foster situation. It's not even a guaranteed like it could end well because you don't know the complete backstory of, of those foster uh, parents that they get end up with. So, um, but yeah, I wonder if there are anything else from like that um, kind of that translation from the, from the reporting portion of it that you want to bring up uh, with the book. 
or even like with you know with Andrea Elliott like I think like uh I didn't realize that they would like she would address herself in the book I like didn't assume so when it happened I like actually was like oh wow it's so cool to hear like that uh point of view from the story of like sometimes she would call me sometimes she needs me Mm -hmm. to you know she needs a ride or she needs me to like be an adult in a situation where no one could be there for so yeah I also I had that same moment where I was like oh we're we're whoa wow hi (laughs) Hi. I'm here I'm literally right there in that (laughs) moment I thought, I don't know if it, if it struck you guys at all, but I thought it was really interesting and it, it might've been specifically in the afterward that she talks about this. Um, mm. But so the author, her, she talks about in the book that her mom is from Chile, but mm-hmm. she, she self identifies as a white woman. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, and she talks, I think it's in the afterward about how mm. it was kind of a double-edged sword where if she was with acquaintances of Chanel and Supreme, they would kind of look with at her with suspicion but then, you know, if they were in, you know, situations with like ACS that they they felt like they were afforded more respect because there was a white person there. Yeah. With and I I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting to me uh, that. You know, what. What would it the book had have been like if, um, say, Andrea Elliott couldn't pass as a white person or, you know, like, I think, I, I just think overall the role that, that race plays, I, I mean, it, it plays a very prevalent role in the book. Um, mm-hmm. but, but just in the, in the sole fact of, of, um, her being white and, and passing as white, I mean, self-identifying as white I is, I just think it's, it, it's an interesting thing to note. If anything, yeah, else. I definitely don't think she would have gotten the same, um, I don't know if access is the right word, but there is like a neutrality of race when like a white person is involved that like, um, I felt like it, it I'm sure w- worked in our advantage in some of those situations too. Like, especially when, uh, yeah, like a third party is involved that have to like pass judgment on the family. I, I was also just like shocked at how much access she actually had for the family itself. Like they were yes. able to like really share a lot that I don't think like mm-hmm. in, I don't know. Like, I feel like I would have hesitation of, of sharing because it's like, yeah, you're, you're opening up like the, but I do understand like there may have been like a kind of bigger impact. And, you know, maybe since this was already like the, the, the New York times articles have already been out there. So like they probably saw this as an opportunity to tell the story, like to, to be able to tell a a more real, like genuine story and like really be able to dig back to really show like look it was always this hard for us like from Joni from our grandfather like all the way back um and like I'd like that kind of spirit of being able to really open up more for the sake of like I because I want people to know what we go through you know Mm -hmm. I mean I I'm so sorry that this is not a hundred percent on topic but maybe it's a decent uh, segue. I don't know. Yeah, go for it. But go for I, it. <laughs> I feel so deeply for poor Papa, who oh just God. loved this movie <sighs> and saw a different life that yeah. that that fiction showed to him, and him being young and not fully understanding what he was doing, just. I I mean to go from 
running away from home because Annie, because of Annie, essentially, Mm -hmm. because he enjoyed the movie Annie, to where he was at the end of the book, where he's on psychotropic medications. Like, he is really struggling. He's been struggling for years. Like, I just... It, it was so it was so sad to me and so sobering because it's like how many little white kids like run away you know what I mean and it's mm-hmm. like he just happened to slip out at just the right time and just it, and it's like would that would any of that have happened if he had not been black you know yeah anyway. yeah yeah I really I mean it doesn't go it's it's not a surprise that it, to say that I really feel for these kids um especially the younger ones because you you see the 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 love that Dasani puts in at at a young age of like I no one can take care of these children but me um and that kind of almost like came back to her many ways but like especially like at school um when the principal like says like you're being forced to be their mother and you're not supposed to and like I have to put a stop to that because it's not you know it's not bettering you and um I do like kind of like going with that like talking institutionally now like the structures like um this this story is set in New York and I felt like it's such a good example of that kind of like uh it is I feel like in in media in literature and every sort of pop culture representation like this is meant to be like the city where like of dreams and and historically has been that way but like it's really set up that like you you there is a like a stratification there is a like a, a system here where the lowest stay at the lowest and um I don't know, as, like, someone who's who immigrated to America, there's always that, like, belief of, like, the American dream of, like, there is no, rate, like, class system here. Like, everyone has the opportunity to be able to rise to the top. And, like, I don't know, you. this book is clearly, like, people keep living off of this idea, and it's clearly not that, because a lot of the systems that are in place, like, convince you that you can do that, so it doesn't want you to, like you know seek the services that you actually need to like live um and I feel like our you know the characters of the book especially Chanel like uh, and Supreme like the parents have really made a lot of decisions because of that it's like I don't want to ask for help I don't want to because we can hustle our way out of this but like sometimes it's just too much or like we've said like the the system is already in place where they can't um so yeah I, I I I really found it almost like maze like that they couldn't get past like what was already like in place where they lived you know Mm -hmm. I think too one of the things that really struck me was how the smallest thing could happen and just set off a chain of events or like you could be doing literally everything right like one of the things that really struck me was Miss Hester the teacher Mm-hmm. where she got evicted from her apartment and like she had no choice but to go to a homeless shelter. And, yeah. you know, just a, a story like that where it's like. She, she did all the I, things. I mean, she did everything. You know, it's like yeah. I can't imagine being in her situation and being like, I've done literally everything right. It's the city of New York. Like I I read that and I was like, how can they just evict her? And then mm-hmm. you have no other option for affordable housing. I could, oh God, that, yeah. 
Yeah, like to that, like, um, in later on, like both Chanel and Supreme kind of go through that, like in their process of trying to get back their children, like Chanel's hearing, she go, even though like she, you know, she, she tries to sober herself up, she gets this hair follicle test, um, like th- she, she can't f- find employment, but she goes to her, um, her, uh, case person. I can't think of the word case caseworker caseworker yeah marisol um like seeing her every day and then like when it came for the hearing all of her reportings were like nope she wasn't trying to find like she wasn't doing all of this and like um just like and then like in con in contrast to like supreme like he's putting all of these like you know, requests for help. And then all of a sudden, like, all of, like all of a sudden they get money in the, in their account and like everything gets fixed. But because like, he wasn't like awake, basically they were like, he didn't answer any of our at calls. We had to, like, pick- yeah. At this one exact moment, that means that he denied uh, help, even though like, you know, the ACS has provided all of the services that they need to. And he had to like, you know, be detained or like he had to have a warrant for him. That whole section infuriated Ugh. me. I know, me infuriated too. Infuriated me because he was like, I don't have any money for my kids because you won't let their mom in the house and all of their money for their food goes to, her. Goes to their yeah. mom. And I can't find their mom because I'm not supposed to let her in this house and she's mad. Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, well, I'll bring you some gift cards. Oh, I'm sick. I can't come bring you gift cards for three or four days. You knew they had no money. None. Yeah. How were those kids going to yeah. eat? They were counting on you. Like, I don't yeah. care if you're sick. Go anyway. I'm not at work, but I'm going to come here and give you guys the gift cards that I promised you so you can have some food or bring you some food. And then it's just, it was just insane because it was just, like you said, it was one thing after another. another. And Supreme fully was like, this is a problem. I need help. And everyone ignored him. This is a problem. Mm-hmm. I need help. This is a problem. I need help. And then once they fix it all, they're like, this was all a problem and it's all his fault because he didn't ask for help. And it's like, yeah, yeah like, it, that, oh. I was so frustrated when the money came like literally at last minute. So that way on paper, on paper, it was like, nope, the money was given. Um, you know, the inspection was made and blah, blah, blah. It was, uh, <laughs> I, I, and I have been, I obviously have not been, this is the situation, but I have also had frustrations of like semantics in this way before with, with just like random things that we have to do for government, like, you know, getting my license plate or like getting or doing my taxes that I'm just like, I understand, I understand the, the like frustrations and it's just like, but it's so unfair that like people who literally don't have basic needs have to go through worse like, I'm okay if I have to wait four hours in line to get my license plate. That's fine. But if people who can't eat right. uh, have to wait, like, a week and for him for, to for wait. something. And for him to wait yeah. and wait and apply and they deny him. And it's yeah. like, do you see And then deny of, like, semantics. Children? Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh. It's, like, denied of, like, oh, you didn't fill something correctly or whatever. Oh, my God. Ah. <sighs> It is. It's very frustrating. I definitely felt I did not expect to 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 feel for Supreme because I was really wasn't like sure of like how I wanted to feel about him uh, throughout. But I think that's like the point of the book is like 
no one is perfect. Like none oh, of the yeah. adults are perfect, you know? Yeah. And I think it, it's like, regardless of whether or not we think they're a good person or a bad person or a good parent yeah. or a bad parent, like people don't deserve to be treated that way. Yeah. Like everyone deserves to be treated like a human and they aren't. And that's one of yeah. the points that she makes in the afterward when she talks about how she brought this concept to her editors and they said, you need to make it about children because children are blameless. They're born into this situation, into this life they didn't ask for. And that, and that is exactly where you start. And I, and so I, I mean, I totally understand why that's where they started, but to be able to then take it backwards, as we've talked about a few times and take it all the way back through this, the generations of this family and see how they've always been handed the shit end of the stick, you know? Um, And, and they are not unique. That's the painful mm-hmm. part that this is one of many stories. This is just the story that we have access to. And so yeah. it, it's just, I'm just like literally everyone in public service needs to read this book. Like it needs to be required reading every single person all the way down and up the whole ladder. I don't care. Read it. And yeah. And like, that is the frustrating part of the, like of the whole idea is like, the public service like structures that are in place that are meant to help. And like, you know, he, she talks about like different contexts of like whoever's the president or the mayor will add their own take to it or like their own platform to whatever services are available. But like, they're all already built in a flawed structure that like, and a, 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 a not equal uh, structure that, um, any fixes that you try to like slather on top of it will just kind of like further create more conflict and, and challenges for a lot of people. It's a bandaid on a broken bone. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say down. like, <laughs> no, just talking to you. Um, there was that one, I, I wrote this one quote, um, uh, smaller degradations were part of daily life. And like that kind of feeling of like, it's just these small things that kind of add up uh, that kind of weaken everyone to, to not want to like push further. But like, um, like uh, Ali, you brought this up earlier of like, you know, kind of like highlighting a lot of the um, like frustration that we may have had reading it when, when they can't kind of like progress further. So in the center of this whole story is Dasani who is like, um, the oldest child uh, in this family unit. And throughout the story, Dasani is kind of like built up as like, she is the one that's going to make it out. She has real talent. She is fast. She's as strong as any boy. Um, She knows how to dance. Like there are so many talents to her. Uh, She like wrote poetry in in school. Like she's she's smart. She's smart. Yeah. She's the one that can get out of it. And, and, the book kind of takes a, a turn when she does get uh, given that uh, opportunity and go to the Milton Hershey School, which I did not know was a thing until I read this. That I was like, oh, and like, like I said earlier, like getting the backstory of like Hershey of like finding out like his purpose for it. It was like, wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And his wife, Kitty. Oh, Kitty. I know. Yeah, and like I, I, she is given like the setting, right? The the setup that like she can kind of like move past uh, where she came from, and wanted to know like what did you guys think about kind of like that 
turn in the story of of Dasani at Hershey? You know, I'm just thinking about this now, but maybe this was my moment where I um, kind of let my privilege um, Mm. color the way that I read the story. Mm. Because in this part of the story, I was like, yes, she's going to do it. But then, you know, it would flip back to her family. And I was like, oh, this is so sad. And I, I, I felt the... I felt sorry for them, but at the same time, I was like, you got this, like you go, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And in hindsight, like, and, and then when she, you know, ultimately left, obviously I was like, at first I was devastated. I was like, why, why would she do this? Why would they let her do this to her mm-hmm. future? Like, and, and, and it's like in hindsight and even in hindsight while reading, I was like, but it's, her family is still her family. Like who she is, is still who she is. And they were kind of trying to erase that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think my thoughts on, on Hershey. So I think there's one of those things is like, there's never going to be a perfect solution. Right. Mm -hmm. But there seemed to be some pretty obvious things that I was like, I think they should fix that. So like, one of the things that I took major issue with was her going from one home to another between middle school and high school. Yeah. And like going to, di- I was like, how is that any different than foster families and like splitting up a parent <laughs> from a child? From- I was like, this is the, like, you're putting these people into their home. You're encouraging them to think of them as parents and like your housemates as your sisters. And then what are you, you're saying, Oh, okay. You're in high school. Now you're living in a different house with different people. I, I really, I really got upset about that. And I also, I also took a huge issue with the, like, this, like, philosophy of work, this, like, work will set you free type deal. Mm -hmm. Like, when they were, when they would get punished, like, the punishments were so draconian. Like, she was having to go clean out, like, horse manure. (laughs) And I think, and I think in those situations, too, it's like, okay, you're taking a fish out of water here. You're putting a city girl into the rural country, and she's already feeling out of place, and you're just making it worse, you know? Like, you're making her do these things, that like emphasize the fact that she's not at home anymore. Like yeah. never, never in New York city is she going to be made to like clean out a horse stall. Right. Yeah. And so I just, I, I took a lot of issue with some of the things. And I think especially too, like kind of promoting that idea of like, if you just work hard, things will happen for you. And it's like, I don't think that you can promote that when you're at a place like Hershey that literally has so much money that mm-hmm. like, you know, you can give an $80,000 scholarship to every student graduating. And, and they just I, pick one kid out of, what do they say? 14% of applicants come in, yeah. you know, it's like all those other kids are working hard too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a weird it's like going back to that idea of American dream, like which I'm sure was real when Milton Hershey was around, like in the turn of the century. But like we there are so many things now that we have to think about and that layers that like yeah, that just it's so it's such a it's such a, you know, like yeah, band aid way of thinking about it of like if they if we just teach them like discipline and like uh skills that like yeah like hard work can solve anything then they can just apply that to every problem it's like yeah but every there are so many problems and all mm-hmm. of those problems can't be fixed by like 
hard work and determination. They talk about like grit, right? Like it's not just like can be solved by like having that magical grit that can solve anything or can bring someone to like fix all of their problems. Right. Yeah, I never, th- I didn't think about that, like f- switching families uh, until you mentioned that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that is, especially since she like was forming a connection with those first two white right. people that she right. was with. Right. <laughs> well, and her best friend Kaylee. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Kaylee. That's all was her best friend. Yeah. Oh, you're splitting up sisters again. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and and that's kind of what I mean is like I bought into it. I was like, I bought into the philosophy that they have. Like and 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 again, it's flawed. I yeah, totally you're like agree. this is great. Like, like yes, this is great. Like, just She's do it. it. Forget yeah. the other. You know, however many yeah. hundreds of thousands of kids that that need this help. We got this one. You know, it's yeah. like, what good is that? I mean, you know, it's not that it's nothing, but but the but um the one thing though that didn't that I wasn't buying into the whole time, it made a brief mention about how only a small percentage of them go to therapy. And Thank I was you. Like, yeah. This is not. Thank mm, you. I don't know yeah. about that. But then I talked about Dasani going to therapy, and I was like, maybe I misinterpreted. Like because I was just because <laughs> she was, I was in it, so yeah, glad. Yeah. But but I, but it definitely was like a flawed perspective that I had. But a hundred percent, every one of these kids needs therapy, like all day, every day. Yeah, like I'm shocked that that wasn't just like even, just a thing, you know. Yeah. I, I like, as someone who went to private school all of his life, like I definitely like, I, it's a heartbeat away from boarding school. Like if, (laughs) if there was an option, I think my parents would have probably put me there too. But like, uh, there is something about that. Like, I don't know, like I may have just probably been like, not traumatized, but I just have like such conflicted feelings about that time. Cause it's like, I didn't trust the kids around me. Like, you know, like, especially like in that environment, like there were still people picking fights with her, even though that, you know, and I think like, that's kind of what threw me off of like, I didn't, I saw, I saw all the decisions that she made at Hershey, like almost justified in a way, because it's like, it's, it's just so heightened and focused when she's there because they're still there. There are still kids picking on her. There will still be like, you know things that were like she can't physically do or like she has to like the first time she's like having to like face like her own personal like uh things that you know like she wasn't able to like outsmart or outmaneuver when she was out um on the streets that are just like now hyper focused you know for her to face on yeah (sighs) i also like I, I I took issue with the fact that so the fight that ended up getting her suspended, I'm pretty sure was on the walk either to or from school. Mm-hmm. And like they're putting those kids in that situation in those. And yeah, I, but I'm she said saying, they have to walk like 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And I'm not like I'm not saying I understand that like you can't keep an eye on kids 100 percent of the time. But it was one yeah. of those things where it was like you're putting them in this situation where you know that there's tension, the tensions are high. You know that she has a history of getting into physical altercations and still, I, I don't know. I just, it rubbed yeah. me the wrong way. I also like, I think that, I think that the pattern, and I don't think that this was intentional, but again, I think it's part of what I'm figuring out that I just bought into the whole deal. Like <laughs> um, the pattern of talking about, when she goes home, she comes back and she's a mess. 
And then we we yes. get her back to where she needs to be and she's fine. And then she goes home or she talks to her mom and then she's a mess. And it's because she's trying to, I mean, not exclusively, but a big part of it is because she's trying to mesh who she is, not who she once was. She is still this person from this mm-hmm. family. She's still Dasani um, with who society and Hershey yeah. is telling her she needs to be to succeed. to succeed. But she sees her family failing because yeah. she's not there. Now, is it because she's not there? No, not not at all. But But that's yep. what she sees. Yeah, that's the only thing that I think was like really challenging to read was that she's equating her not being there as like her fault when in reality it's 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 really not it's like just because that's what's what's happening like she's kind of like combining those feelings with the same feelings that she has at Hershey where it's like she feels like she's being stripped of who she is which I honestly like the first red flag was when that white man was like do you know what code switching is you should probably think about doing that and I was like you know we don't want to do that. That's the, we have to do that to survive. Don't tell a kid like, yeah, you should probably like show a more, you know, appropriate side when you're at Hershey. And then you can talk as however you'd like when you're like at home. It's like, oh no, (laughs) that was really, it was very like get out for me of like, this does not seem like good advice to tell (laughs) someone. I also definitely didn't realize that dude was white. I thought that he was also black and that was why he was having that conversation with it. Not that it necessarily improves it, but I did not realize that he was a white man. I skipped that part clearly. Yeah. It was like the, yeah, because they were the like Christian couple, like the like white. Oh, that first group, the first couple. Mm -hmm. The second couple, at least one of them was not white, right? Yeah. I the, think the, the husband, are, right? yeah, the he husband. was black and she was Latinx. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yes. So like, and that, and that, like she did say that, like they did have a good kind of relationship because he was able to kind of see through all the actions that she was doing. Right. And she really looked up to him. Mm-hmm. Well, let's kind of like really sink into Dasani's life now. And, and really, since she is the center of the story, like, I think the the writing definitely does a great job of always kind of checking in on Dasani, telling what's happening in the situation, then checking back in on Dasani, and then checking in with Chanel too. And like, there's a clear link there, right? Like they have, uh, I think like, especially as they get older, there is a stronger bond there between them of like, because it's almost as if like I I kind of took it at the end as like it's almost as if Chanel is seeing Dasani like Chanel can is Dasani is the closest thing that Chanel like to what she experienced like she's the closest person that can understand like what I'm going through because she has had to fill in for me for so many of like our life together and there was something about like always constantly like seeing the parallels of like Chanel kind of like dipping in and out of um you know uh her drug addiction and um just like her, you know stealing her have uh to steal to like survive and then to even like obviously not in a not in a in a big sense like that but Dasani like when she reverts back to all of her like 
more like violent tendencies or like being aggressive and then there's that like kind of unique like weird link that they have of like they're kind of proud of each other of the of the uh decisions that they make but also like chanel wants obviously wants dasani to be better there's so many like good ends of the chapters of like chanel being like you you have to be different from from us like you have to really you can't you can't go through the life that I did. But then, like, would sometimes it's have moments amazing. of, like, um, her telling her that, like, yeah, you need to fight back. Or, you, need, you know, like, it's so it's it's such or a moments of, like, telling her she was nothing. Like, that was, it yeah. was such a nuanced relationship because I think that you're right. I think that, I think there was a lot of Chanel seeing herself in Dasani. And because of that, she wants her to succeed. But then when she is succeeding to the point of bragging in in certain moments takes her down like you're nothing because you're just like me like how dare you act like that and so it it is a very complicated relate that i that i don't understand fully for sure yeah yeah it it for me too like i was kind of really struggling because every time there was something to bring them closer I feel like more often than not, Chanel does something to kind of like break that mold uh, or break that, which, you know, understanding Chanel's childhood and even understanding like her own mother's childhood, like it's. I think it's an yeah. attachment, like a trauma response, honestly, yeah. like a, like, um, I love you. I love, you No, leave me alone. I love you. I love, you No, yeah. leave me alone. Like you're doing so great. Wait, don't like if you're not going to succeed, I don't want you to think that you were going to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I I think it, I think it has to do with trauma, not, not having grown up in that kind of experience. I don't know for sure, but, um, that's, that's my best guess. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because Dasani does kind of like go through life having different fill-ins for, for what, like a, you know, like ideal, like, maternal figure for her like we've had miss holmes the the principal um and 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 in some cases like the different like kind of mothers that filled in for her and in in hershey and and in new york and it's just yeah it always kind of goes back to like her bond with chanel and i don't know that they feel so so much more tethered to each other than i think i think like it's also like being afraid of like knowing that like if they do never see each other again like even if they do succeed and like you know Dasani had that experience like even if Dasani fully like is like Hershey like this is who I am now there is always going to be something that she like she she's always going to miss her mother and like that like bond that they had growing up together and, and surviving together there's there's this term it's it's called well it's a word it's enmeshment um Mm. which is essentially when a family has no boundaries and there's no real there's no real parent role you know it's like everybody is kind of equal there's no boundaries and um I think it's you know so many times throughout the book it's like you have to you have to stay together you can't split up you know all the kids need to stay together Mm -hmm. you know they're walking down the street and they're saying pair up and you know they're crossing highways and things like that and I think it's it's this interesting thing of they you know that might not have been the healthy thing to do but it's what they had to do to survive but they it's it's the issue of 
okay, now I'm in a place where I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. How am I supposed to make the healthy choice? This is what I did my entire life to survive. And now you're telling me that if I keep doing this, I'm not going to be able to survive. It's this really, really complicated thing. And I think that's something too, like with Chanel, when she would go through those, like she'd be proud and then she'd like, you know, put Dasani down. And it's, it's this thing of like, she's recognizing like Dasani is doing these things that helped Chanel survive her childhood and her young adulthood. But she's also recognizing, okay, she's doing those things that helped me get to to where I am but like also look at where I am this is not where I want my daughter to be so it's yeah, yeah it's right it's a very and that it's a, that makes perfect sense too with the whole um I want you to do better I want you to do better no you're not anything like it's like mm-hmm. I want I want you to do better and then it's like this risk of losing essentially a part of yourself because of how enmeshed the family is and when she sees oh no I could lose her to success be that yeah. in the form of Hershey, be that in the form of um, that guy's team. I don't remember what kind Giant. of team it was. Giant's team yeah. in the yeah. form of uh, running in, in one of those races. Like any of those moments give her a glimpse yeah. of losing that that part of herself. Yeah, that's true. Like I just remembered like all those times like with Giant, like uh, Chanel not calling him back or like not answering his call so that Dasani knew like when the next like, you know, training is like even those things of like and she you know Dasani even says that like you gave you gave me a a way out but then you take them away from me too (laughs) well uh I think like um like the final feels of our book of of this discussion is that I for me at least I what I really did kind of take away from it is that there is obviously like um kind of like i don't know like there's something beautiful about the different ways that people kind of like get through to their through their situation and like i i i mostly think about like more of the times in dasani's like childhood especially with like the writing and like the one main thing I remember is that her live or die video game idea of like, that's how she processed her life was like, this is a video game. Um, I don't know. There was just something about moments like that where I, I, I will take away as something that like, we all have our ways to kind of like get through, especially even for, for them, their family that have to go through incredible circumstances um, to kind of get through it. Um, but yeah, what, what did you guys have for your final feels? Just like a deep breath, you know, (laughs) I just, I know, I, you know, it's, I'm, I think I'm, I'm very grateful that Dasani and Chanel were willing to share their stories. Mm Um, I, and I hope I hope, I just hope they're okay. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it was, and it's kind of a hard thing. It, it's one of those stories where you kind of feel like there's not going to be any satisfying ending. Right. Yeah. Like what, and, and I think that's the, I mean, that's life. Right. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I will say like, I, it did bring me, it did give me a satisfied ending to like see Dasani and Aviana reunite. Um, 
as sisters uh they Mm -hmm. kind of like had a falling out especially in high school but like Mm -hmm. they were able to kind of like basically just see each other very vulnerable of like we still need each other or like you know uh that i did kind of like oh i like was so satisfied at the end of just like knowing that like they are still back in each other's lives and to know that papa got to come back home too Mm -hmm. i did and and i i just i feel my soul hurts for him in particular because he was so little and he had yeah. no idea the 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 ripple effect the the giant tidal wave that he was going to cause by just this tiny little silly childhood wish I and know. um and uh yeah so i guess my my final i just i feel the same way i just i'm rooting for him I just really hope that I hope against hope. I hope that all of this money that people have raised for them, I hope that someone mm-hmm. teaches the children how to use it to to be able to claw their way out. Do I think that that's fair that they have to do that? No, but I still hope that they are able to do that one day. And I hope that I hope that Dasani is able to like own a home one day and like maybe while Chanel is still living and she can like yeah. live with her child. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I want a fairy tale ending. That's probably not going to happen, but I will continue to Google these people for years to come. Um, yeah. I keep and, tabs on them. For yeah. Sure. The last, I mean, I feel like I read that she is, that Dasani is in community college now. Yeah. I because that was yeah like, the 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 Times article. It wasn't in the book, but it was in the Times right, article. Right, right. Well, because when I was, I don't remember eight six eight percent of the way through the audio book and sobbing my eyes out, I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> I know. I did the same Literally right. did the same thing. I like halfway through the book, I was like, "I need to just Google this family if they yep. are still okay." Because I really so, was, mm-hmm. I did not know where it was going to go. So I, I was, like, I was oh, all God. focused on Dasani. So then when she, when we got through, you know, the part of the book where we got to where she got to Hershey, maybe that's why I was like, "Yeah," because I that's where I thought it was going. I was yeah. like, "Here's yeah. how she does yeah. it. Here it comes." And then I was like, "Ah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah." But I just, I just hope that. I hope that everything is okay for them. And I hate that they are not a unique story. Yeah. Oh, well, listeners, viewers, we have just discussed and chatted Invisible Child. Uh, I think we all came out of it uh, just more learned, learned humans. Um, And so I definitely appreciate for that. I appreciate that. So thank you. Next month, I'm very excited. We are we're switching gears a little bit to kind of get us from our 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 now, slumps. Thank God! Thank God! Thank just, God! Yeah, I'm just so excited! Little, yeah, just a little light, a little lighter fare. So next month, we will be reading a book by Michael Crichton. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yes, okay. Crichton. A book by Michael Crichton. Uh, it's a little-known New York Times bestseller called Jurassic Park. <laughs> Very Woo! excited to finally read Jurassic Park. An astonishing technique for recovering and cloning dinosaur DNA has been discovered. Now humankind's most thrilling fantasies have come true. Creatures extinct for eons roam Jurassic Park with their awesome presence and profound mystery, and all the world can visit them. 
for a price until something goes wrong. In Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton taps all his mesmerizing talent and scientific brilliance to create his most electrifying techno thriller. That's a very unique description. Techno thriller. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited. Folks, you can join us on our next episode of the Ampliverse Book Club by grabbing your copy of Jurassic Park um, and any of the books that we've read in the Ampliverse Bookshop. And don't forget, if you purchase a book there, it not only helps the Ampliverse, but it also helps a local bookstore in your area. And that's at the uh, bookshop.org slash shop slash the Ampliverse. Thank you so much for watching or listening along to the Ampliverse Book Club. You can find us and follow us on social media at the Ampliverse on Twitter and on Instagram. Feel free to keep the conversation going across the Ampliverse by joining our Discord server as well linked on this episode. Finally, if you love the show and others we do here feel, and if you feel obliged to tip, you can do that on our Ko-fi linked on this episode, which helps keeps the light on in our universe. Allie, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us this month, and thank you for joining this discussion. Thank you, everyone, for joining our book club, and we'll see you next month. Until then, read on. Rar. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.